0: How do you lead an organization and the people in it? My name is Desi Mayer, and I've been doing both of these for over 15 years. Now it's time for me to give back and help leaders across the country. In this podcast, I share the lessons that I've learned from competing at the highest of levels in sports and small business. Buckle up. It's time to lead.
1: Well, first off, I think everybody needs to know who Desi is because he is an incredible person with an incredible story and the man is on an incredible mission um, which I am in 110% support of. So Desi, tell, uh, tell the world who you are.
0: Yeah, well, hey, thanks a lot for having me on. First of all, uh, I think this is gonna be a fun conversation, but hey, yeah, I'm Desi Manor, owner operator of Manor Leadership. Uh, it's something that I created out of thin air um, and a little bit of the backstory behind that is I, I was a teacher and a coach. I was a special education teacher for 10 years, a sports coach, uh, I was a division one athlete Um, So when I looked at what do I want to do when this tragedy uh, hit my life and what that was, is that within about 18 months, um, the first two bad things had ever happened to me in my life happened uh, really close together. And uh, what it is, I lost my grandfather and then I lost my father. Uh, My grandfather, we expected, but it was honestly the first bad thing that had ever happened to me in my life. I was very blessed up until then. Um, 18 months later, I lost my dad uh, completely unexpectedly Uh, and that uh, that threw me for a loop that took me into exactly what we're going to talk about today, which is personal growth, um, down a road of kind of searching and seeking what's next for me um, and dissecting my grandpa's life and my dad's life and how they were leaders. Um, And I I finally, you know, had a conversation with my wife and said, what is it that I'm going to do? because I'm getting these strong feelings that I'm not supposed to be teaching anymore, right? And she said, well, why don't you do what you've been doing your whole life, which is lead people. I've either been in front of a classroom, the captain of a sports team, a department head, whatever it is, we've been leading people, right? And one of the things that my grandpa and my dad taught me was in sports and it was like, the game doesn't matter, the people do. So it's like, and I used to say, you know, maybe overconfidently so like I could coach a tennis team because the sport doesn't matter. The people do, the team do. If you could teach people how to win, then the game doesn't matter. So that's how I approach it in business now. So that's where major leadership was kind of born from is out of legacy, right? Is out of a legacy of my grandfather, of my dad, and for me to pass down to my three and five-year-old daughters. Of leading people well, leading teams well, and trying to change people's lives um, so they're not victims of their business, so they're not victims of the everyday world of you know I work nine to five, I come home, I kick my dog, uh, I eat dinner, I wake up and go on an hour subway ride and do it again. Like that sucks. No one should have to do that. So I'm all about living a life of achievement and fulfillment. And the reason that I do that is because my grandpa had one and my dad had the other, neither of them had both. My grandpa was very fulfilled in what he did, right? Very involved in the church. My dad was very good at what he did and he was very successful, but not fulfilled because he was working for the man, right? So I say, screw that, let's do both. And that's where Vayner Leadership um, is on the mission to do with leaders, with teams, um, changing the corporate world you know letting the the ta- letting the, the the dog the tail wag the dog almost in how we change how we look at things and how we lead people and how we treat employees to get higher retention and higher employee engagement because they're people and if we can create stronger people we can create stronger communities stronger families and maybe we can move the needle on this country just a little bit and make us a little bit stronger so that was a very long-winded answer to your simple loved
1: question. Loved it though. Loved it. Well it, it, it it's amazing. And and you know, Desi, you you're you're kind of one of the top five inspirations as far as, you know, um folks in my life because you bring up a very a very good point. And you know, I I when I started off in business, right, I there's a lot I didn't know, more that I didn't know than than I did. Mm-hmm. Um and it was a constant struggle to evolve who I needed to be post-military and post, um, you know, I mean, you, you, a lot of us, we go into the military and then we come out and we spend our entire career being told what to wear, what time to be there and, and, and what we're doing. And then it all stops, right? Nobody's telling you anymore. And now it's up to you to figure it out. and. Yeah. That's why we see a lot of our, our, our brothers and sisters go down, go down a pretty unfair rabbit hole. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and the other notion is that the world owed me something and I had to come through that journey. And a lot of my hardship has been, and it's been a rough go being, being an entrepreneur, right. Um, from trying to figure out how to navigate relationships, um, to, to, making the right decisions for the organization Mm -hmm. to, you know, uh, work-life balance, which we've talked about on here um, to, you know, I'm so focused, you know, being a, being a husband and a father, you you have an obligation being a business owner. You have, in my opinion, a a equal obligation to a lot more folks depending on the size of the organization. And then you have to try to balance between that, right? And it's interesting because you know one of the things that I, I see, especially with myself, is, is I let I let things hit me pretty hard sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. And 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 whether it be failure, doubt, fear, um, you know, I'm I'm not bulletproof to any of that. Um, and 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 I'm open to have a conversation about it because I know that that is a path that is a path to resilience right to overcome absolutely um and i i think it's it's interesting because the first step of the conversation is to discuss the problem
0: yeah and the the, even further the root of the problem
1: (laughs) yeah so i mean let's you know i'll i'll be the guinea pig with this right because you know i don't i don't want to call anybody else out but um when when i have issues right you know kind of an older me used to use you know just frustration and anger and 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 not understanding direction as a result of not understanding the strategy behind you know because i i I just why, why aren't you figuring it out why 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 aren't you loyal to this to this to this mission or this endeavor yeah and it's it's crazy because i I, I'm super blessed to have failed in certain areas and been able to, to, to look at that. But when you're leading people and you have folks in your organization that aren't following mm-hmm. or, or, or it's either a failure of you or a failure of the right person being in the organization, I mean, how do you see leaders deal with that?
0: Well, I think the first thing is, like I said, go back to the root.
1: And, and people are always going to follow the
0: person before the vision. Like they'll buy in with the vision, but they're going to follow that leader first. Um, so and, and I think a lot of that has to do with their overall presence, how they communicate, right, how they carry themselves. Uh, uh, you know, I think consistency is really, really important. I think consistency is one of the best ways to um, to attack resilience of just, I just continue to show up. Right. But really when it talks about people, they don't ever, you know, and this is, you know, cliche. I want to say John Maxwell said this, but they don't care about what you know, or what your vision until they understand that you care about them. And at the end of the day, like that's what leadership is. We want to grow a big company. We want to do some great things. Uh, All of those things are going to require a whole lot more than just yourself or one person.
1: Yeah, that's, that's, that's just, that's impactful. Right. Um, and, and again, you know, I mean, I, I, I can tell you that, you know, I, my journey in entrepreneurship, cause I, I again, I don't want to, I don't want to reference anyone else, but my journey, right. Was shrouded and always trying to figure it out to a certain point. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I think it's really important when we fail at something we own it right absolutely and 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 then moving through that to when you're when your leadership team fails at something mm-hmm. you, you own it and i think you know two things i think matters of perspective don't get addressed right and i think that Dude. i mean there's there's some relationships in my life that i wish i would have I would have addressed things differently but i didn't know how i never been in that situation before and right and you know when everything you know up till that point in your life is is a is a nail you're a hammer right so absolutely um, yeah and 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 that's and that's your defense mechanism how do we break down those barriers of of you know especially in our industry right natasha will test this Mm -hmm. this i you know industry that we're in right you have to break down barriers of 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 humility. Um, you have to break down barriers of, of, of ego. Oh yeah. Um, and, and, and I've had to break those barriers down with me. I've had to just, just shut up and listen. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, and here, how do you, how do you self identify this? I mean, I mean, what's give us some, cause I know you've got some great processes behind yeah. that, some other stuff we're working on. Um, talk, talk through that. Cause I think self-identification from the leadership standpoint of, mm-hmm. Where can I do better? Where can I grow? Because if you're not growing, you're not going to grow your team.
0: Yeah, I think one of the first ones is when you look at, you know, a business owner and you look at your leadership team, uh, people do what people see. Like you've heard the the old adage of like, do what I say, not what I mean, or do what I mean, not what I say. But the same comes true with behavior. If you're frustrated with your leadership team, you trained them, and taught them and conditioned them to behave that way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So if you're frustrated, take a look in the mirror because you're the one that taught them how to do that.
1: 100%.
0: Right? And that's, like, that's a hard truth. But at the end of the day, the question is like, do you want to get better or not? How's that working for you? So one of my favorite things to do is we ask the people around the leader or the leadership team, hey, what's going on? What is the best environment for this leader? What should they start, stop, or do more of or do less of? What brings out the worst in this team or this leader? Right? We, we bring the truth. We get to the bottom of it. You talked about perspective. We need to get all of the perspectives. Because sometimes we're the boss. And that means that we define our leadership because we have a big company. So we're a good leader. No, you don't
1: define your leadership. The people that you lead do. How how does how does how does it fare when someone fails? How does it fare, and how do they, how do you, how do how does how should it be addressed when someone fails to recognize what gets said about them?
0: Um, like they're basically, you're saying they're delusional and they're thinking when they hear the truth. No, oh,
1: no, no, not not delusional, but I mean well i mean delusion i mean i I think that's mental illness right so now you're you're going down a whole nother road right if if they're delusional right and don't want to accept but when when you have an issue and 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 again i'll speak from experience right i i've had i've had past situations where people they they didn't want to get on the bus i you know I, i there were times where i didn't even know what the bus needed to look like right and i didn't know oh, if yeah we were driving it off a cliff or if we but that's part of the risk of of entrepreneurship right there's there's a season there's seasons but how do you how do you differentiate between the season of go and the season of strategy and the season of build and the season of of of, of development i mean because there are seasons so how do we differentiate between them because i think for me i think you get lost in build 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 and then you you, in building the business is different than growing the business, right? Um, absolutely, yeah. There's there's so how do you differentiate between those two, and when to focus here and when to focus there? Well, I you know
0: I absolutely agree that there are seasons, but I also would say that the concept and culture of continuous improvement, as far as behavior, is a season that never should end that should always be going. Right? Now, if we wear different hats in the business and things like that, yeah, sometimes we got to grow the people, sometimes we got to build the business. But when it comes to leadership development or growing a team or uniting the team, like the the culture of feedback, right, and suggestions all around behavior and the culture of continuous improvement should never stop. That should that should always be there. That should just be a piece of the culture, right? Not just the culture, because the culture is huge and has, you know, a thousand variables, but it should be a piece of that culture all of the time. But, you know, I think what it comes down to is when you talk about those seasons, is how to identify which season you're in, is, you know, where are you at on your plan? What are your goals? Just like we said, a behavior goal, you know, are we in, uh, you know, an area where we're looking at succession? Are we in an area where we're setting up for a sale? Or are we in an area where we're looking at accelerated growth, you know? Or are we in an area where, man, stuff's not going too good. We just need to button down the hatches and fill the holes, right? So it's really, I mean, really, it's gonna be one of those four buckets.
2: You know, what's funny is you talk about feedback and I think back to, you know, all the jobs I've had, like primarily in the news business. That's where I spent, have spent Mm -hmm. most of my career and the jobs i enjoyed the most were both good and bad feedback just getting feedback right Mm -hmm. like you're so desperate as you know if you're an ambitious person you want to constantly grow get better at what you do and when there's that lack of feedback you feel completely stifled and i think the best leaders are the leaders that give constant feedback and if it is negative not just instituting negative feedback but then coming up with a way to help you grow so that the next feedback can be more positive so i think feedback is absolutely pivotal well, and
0: that's that suggestion piece that you're talking about yeah. like hey feedback is great but like i'm not just a punching bag like help right me. right right so okay. like okay you gave me the feedback thank you right and that's important to always say thank you whether it's good bad You know, whether you disagree, always say thank you, right? Thank you, Natasha, for that feedback, right? Now, based on that feedback, what suggestions do you have for me to become a better communicator, for me to become Uh better at delegation? Because, like, now I'm just left with this story in my head that I already struggle with it. So by you giving me feedback, telling me about it, like, you didn't give me any tools, especially how to do it better with you specifically. So that's where those suggestions become really, really important. But that's not going to happen like right away. The first time you ask right. someone for feedback and suggestions, they're going to be guarded. Yes. Right. Whoa. Hold on here. Right. You're going to have to build that. That you keep asking. You keep asking. And it's not like, oh man, I'm getting sent to the principal's office. Right. It needs to be like, no, we do this on a regular basis. It's part of what we do and how we grow together. Right? I think it's a business, I, a, a business of the team that grows together will yield results if the people grow together the business will also
1: i i think it's 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 interesting right because you bring up a very good point right you know you're and i and i got a reference starting out in business right they're, they're starting out there's being established there's 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 growth curves um i think consistency you said is is important right but for me it's it's I I talk to a lot of, you know, folks that are in business and entrepreneurs and stuff, and I hear, you know, I'm starting out. I can't, I can't get this, you know, this team to lead, I can't, you know, I, I, I went through that, I went through trying to find purpose within what we were doing, and we've always known what we're doing, we've always known how to do what we're doing, but it's are we doing it together? Are we rowing the boat at the same time? When we hit a wave, are we all rowing to get over that, that wave? And, and who's in the boat and who's not, um, you know, Don Miller talks about this quite a bit. Who's in the boat, who's in your boat and who's rowing towards success. And, you know, empowering, you know, one of the things that, that, that I think is, is really important is, empowering the result of growth versus the growth, right. Mm -hmm. And, and, and we're going here to get here to do this, um, so that, so that we can do X it's, it's funny because I, I, I find myself tending to get so, you know, working on the business that I lose focus of what's going on in the business sometimes. Yeah. And then if I get in the business, I, I lose focus on working on the business. So it's this, it's this, it's this paradigm, you know, this balance that has yeah. to happen, right? Where mm-hmm. and then, you know, it's it's hard because I've also realized that you can't one, you can't be friends with your employees um um to a certain extent, right? Like there has to be it takes a unique individual on both ends of that to, yeah. to be able to to let people in, and then when you let people in, and you you get you get you get burned, or or there's a a misperception, mm-hmm. or there's a there's a lack thereof. It's it's just kind of one of these things where there is so much struggle in the entrepreneurship and, and the business leadership kind of uh, silo that you have to have thick skin, you have to be resilient right and you have to be able to pick up and move on my question for you is when you have a situation where you're trying to grow and you're hitting a roadblock what do you tell leaders to do on on an immediate front and then a secondary front and then say a tertiary front and what's what's your advice initially there
0: um let me clarify the question. What's my advice when a leadership team is hitting roadblocks and like kind of like steps one, two, and three? Yeah. Perfect. So step one is, I mean, I call this kind of the war room is we're going to come together and we're going to figure out on a very simple scale, red, yellow, green, right? So say we can bring in a C-suite. We got the CMO, the CFO, the COO, the CEO. I'm going to go around each department and I'm going to say, you know, in your department, red, yellow, green. But the truth is what is the most important, right? So, if it's red, now we understand we have something we need to address immediately, right? Yellow, I'm doing okay, but I need help with one tiny specific thing, right? Green, all, all systems a go, right? So, when we have a red situation, right, that's right. when we come in and we say, okay, what exactly is wrong? What's the roadblock? Because you can go all the way back, you need to identify the problem and then when you prioritize because what you have there is a constraint so you yeah. need to exploit the constraint right you need to shine the light on what that is and then that becomes top priority whatever that constraint is exploiting it that becomes top priority and how we solve it and what we do is we need to gain a perspective from everyone in the room right anyone that has is part of that team that we that is a stakeholder in that situation right? That we trust their opinion and that we're going to listen to it. We need to gain all of those perspectives, right? And we need to get a laundry list of how we can um, destroy this bottleneck,
1: right? Because that's exactly what that is. Do you, do you think that when you find, and, and, and I want to pivot here from kind of leadership and, and, and business, business ownership to just people that are struggling, right? I, Uh, I, I, personally, right. I, I know I tend to put a a, a mask on, right. And, and I've done it over the years, you know, Natasha puts a mask on, right. We, we try to, um,
0: you
1: you know, you do it. We, we all tend to do it with certain things in our life because we don't either, we don't want to make it somebody else's problem or we don't know how to address it. Um, i i am i am unbelievably blessed to have a great leadership team and a great support team and, and mentors and but i've sought that out right i've sought that yeah. what do i do when this who do i talk to when this happens right yeah. and but how do you i mean people that are just struggling i mean you know breaking down a process for not only communication to work through um, but i have found that time, is extremely important i i am the type of person that does not want to take time i want to address the issue yeah. right i i don't like 100%. time
2: Percent. yeah don't, don't go way. to
1: bed angry right don't address it talk till talk till two in the morning to figure it out um because if i don't figure it out then i dwell on it and mm-hmm. it consumes it eats you alive it, yeah so natasha the same way uh, okay. i I'm, I'm sure you're the same way i think a lot of um not to say we're high-functioning, but I think high-functioning, uh, high, high-emotionally-driven high, high people um, mm-hmm. are that way, right? We're, we're naturally gravitated towards we want to make it better. I want to fix yeah. what we did wrong. Help me understand how I fix that. So when people are struggling, what is your advice individually for them to address these issues?
0: Well, I you know, I think that all three of us on this call have a similar personality. And that's one of more of a dominant type of personality. So I think that depends on who you're talking to, because there's four types of personalities, right? Dominant, influence, steady, and conscientious or compliant. And, you know, a steady or conscientious compliance personality, they're going to want more time to think about that and to vet it out, to think it through, to process it, where that might drive the three of us nuts, right? And that's going to absolutely drive us crazy. I want to go now. This is a problem, fix it like one plus one equals two, right? But they're like, I need 24 hours, I need 10 out, whatever it is, right? But I think that is where it starts is self-awareness is a superpower. We need to understand ourselves, how we're wired, what how we tick and why we tick that way. And when we know that, we'll know how to leverage our strengths and overcome our weaknesses because so many of us as leaders, as team members, as people in general, do not understand our own self and our own emotional intelligence. Right. I'm pissed. Okay. Why? Oh, because my dad used to yell at me about the same thing, right. Yeah. That, and those types of things. So we, if we don't understand who we are, why we tick, what motivates us, what our ideal environment is like,
1: we're just kind of winging it all the time. Yeah are you, are you familiar with Jordan Peterson? I am. Yes. I, 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 I love him and I, I read his books and I, I follow him, you know, uh, pretty regularly. And, you know, he, he talks a lot about the inability for, for, for people to communicate when, when we have problems with one another. And I, and I think the more and more and more, I see this, whether it's cancel culture, whether it's, um, negative relationships, toxic relationships, whatever it is, I feel like, I, I know I let some of those things, you know, I, I used to at least get to me to a point where it, it would, you know, I would start questioning things, right? And and I've had to find a resilience in, in, in my frame of reference, right, of how I, I view my next action to mm-hmm. the problem. But in today's world where you've got TikTok, you've got social media, you've got the, the 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 public opinions, you've got everybody wanting to give their two cents on what they think or what they feel based on X, Y, or Z. You know, I think a lot of us take that in, and we take it hurtful when someone doesn't like us, or or someone doesn't want to follow us, or and it's hard, right? It's hard to please everyone. Um, yeah, you're not gonna no you're not and and you you can't um
2: and if you are you're probably not doing everything you should be quite frankly yeah. you're not
1: playing a big enough game yeah boom and 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 i think that's really important right like if if you are just comfortable um and and you don't have any haters out there right um jordan peterson talks about this right if there's nobody Mm -hmm. hating you then you need to get out of bed yeah um and and joe rogan says it you know all yeah. these guys talk about that is is be disruptive mm-hmm. go and disrupt communities the world your market your business your arena that you're in right the man in the arena right are are you disruptive
0: oh great quote love
1: that one Right. Oh,
2: and, yeah, we learned that early on in the news business. Yeah, people, I bet. You know, if, if everybody loves you and there's no like, what did she say? What does she challenge it? Like, you, you're not doing something right. You got to get a thick skin pretty early on in that career. So, mm-hmm. so,
1: yeah. so I, I I think I think empowering. I mean, one of the things that I want to see in in some of the stuff we're working on is I want to empower people to be disruptive. I want to empower people to work through pain, suffering, hardship, stress, whatever, mm-hmm. be disrupted, you know, and, 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 and show, show, show the people, show the people that have something to say about you, give them something to talk about.
0: Yeah. I, I think, about. I think it comes down to where people struggle with this is that they don't know. They've never dug into themselves and like why they exist. Like two more important days in life, right? The day you are born, the day you figure out why. And I walk people through, like, I call it seven layers, right? And I'm not the one who who invented it, but it's super powerful. But, I mean, I'll go 13 layers deep. But when you really know why you exist, like, you will figure out the mission that is so powerful that you don't care. I don't care what people think of me. This is my mission because this is why I exist. I exist to believe in and challenge people. I don't care how successful or big of a failure they are. They need to get better. For themselves, for their family, for their community, for the world. It doesn't matter to me. Therefore, I don't care what you think of me because that's why I live. When people have that, they don't care, and that will disrupt things.
1: And folks, that's called purpose, right? That's, that's purpose. That's exactly what that and is. That's purpose. And you know, I, I've got a dear friend, and I and I can say that I've I've learned a lot about my own purpose from him, and iron sharpens iron here. I I I don't I don't think you can find you can find another way to better yourself and 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 find your purpose, grow your purpose. Um, I have learned, and, and believe it or not, it, it's I think it's Kanye West, who I I don't necessarily want to quote here, but
2: are we quoting Kanye? Is that what this? Wow,
1: was? that was a curveball, Steve. Yeah, he 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 said he said, you know, I don't care who hates me. That just means they have nothing better to do. And and it's like. Wait a minute. When you're struggling, your enemy, the enemy, will come at you mm-hmm. in 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 what I like to call phases of three. Right? You know, yeah. there'll be there'll be three situations, three people, three instances that'll just try to cut you down further and further and further. Yeah. And it, it's it's why I think a lot of a lot of deaths happen in threes. Right? You're like, wait a minute, because yeah. I I think I think. You know, we we tend to have a ill perspective on the things that happen in our life. And and I wanna I wanna bring this up because it's really important that because a deal didn't happen, it may have led me to another situation in my life that was better for me. Mm-hmm. And and I think we go back to perspective in the beginning, right? That perspective has driven me to a whole nother level of thinking and and i think that's that's important to what you're saying here because if if everything is a negative and there's no positive second or third order effect to what happened then you will live your life in a negative state of mind Mm -hmm. Yeah, people that say went from positive or or are just in that negative state of mind you know I'd like to close with how do they get out of that? How do they seek help? How do they how do they find positivity when you feel like, you know, the last thing to die is hope, right? So Yeah. So 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 how do you find hope and positivity?
2: But Steve, can I interject? Is it positivity per se or when you're in that struggle and finding you that moment of pain, whatever the and pain point is what I'm talking about. Whatever that mm-hmm. looks like is it positivity, or is it finding the lesson in it? Is it what, what, whatever you believe in? I believe in God. What God is trying to teach you in that moment, yeah, and learning from it to move forward. I don't, I don't know that in my pain moments, it's necessarily finding positivity as much as it. For me, at least, it's like what is He trying to tell me, so that I can learn from this painful situation I'm in. I think it's. I didn't mean to hijack your question, Steve. That's just my. No,
0: I think think it's yes and. Yeah, I yeah, I think
2: that's.
1: You know, I
0: think that you know to answer your question, Steve. Yeah, I think you need to ask yourself. Better off have someone more objective ask you what's really important to you, and then when you answer that, have them ask why, and then when you answer that, have them ask why, and then rinse and repeat that until you start crying, basically. And you will have found what you're passionate about. Jeez. One time, it took me 27 layers to do that with someone, right? But they got to be willing to get real with themselves, and that's where we—that's where we miss the mark. Yep. is that we're unwilling to get real with ourselves, right? Go in a dark corner all by yourself and do it with a piece of paper. It won't be as effective, but if that's what it takes, right? But I think and uh, um, there's an amazing book. There's an amazing book about this. It's called Why is Greater Than What. You need to. I think you need to align the three P's in your life. Natasha, you talked about the pain, right? Yeah. What pisses you off? What wakes you up at 3 a.m. crying? Yeah. Right? What do you lose sleep over? And then what I, what I was talking about there is the why, which is your passion. What are you incredibly passionate about? Right? In your and what are you good at? Proficiency. What are you good at? And then how do you align those things? There is a sweet spot somewhere in there. That aligns all three of those things which is exactly what you were born to do
1: yeah that's that's huge that that's and i mean you talk
0: about resilience like don't think like i quit teaching and uh cool we started main leadership and now we're super successful like no i i fell on my face for a long time i had to sell my house i'm tying on an old pair of boots about to go swing a hammer and my wife's like that i i think we might have to sell the house I mean, I was in all kinds of states building saunas and doing all these things, failed at a construction business, failed at a home inspection business. And I was like, I don't care. Something's gonna work until I find my thing that aligns those three Ps, and then it'll work. Right. It'll be blessed once I get to that
1: point in my life. That is so important because I you know, I mean, you're you're speaking, you're speaking my walk here, right? You you cannot, you cannot quit. And I can't tell you how many days I've woke up and wanted to. Oh yeah. I I wanted to quit business. I wanted to quit that. But then something always happens where it's, there is a, there is a reward behind patience. Mm -hmm. There is a reward, a reward behind listening. Yeah. Right. There are, there is pain to get to a positive point. And and I'll challenge that, right? It is it is positivity and pain. There we we cannot see the forest through the trees here ever. And you're yeah. absolutely right that we need people in our lives to help us navigate that forest. Yeah, when it mm-hmm. gets thick, right? It, it, you're you're in you're in pickers and thickets, right? And you, yeah. you cannot see. It's pitch black. You don't know which way to go. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really 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 important what you said because it's. What is your why for me, right? Mm-hmm. What is your why? Why do you do what you do? I think it's also about what do you believe, mm-hmm. right? We are we are nothing. You know, I I I I I equate this to I am I am here to change the world, but it's not for me. It's not for right money. It's not for Fame or fortune—it's—it's it's not for any of that. Yeah. It's—it's—it's it's, it's to leave an impact. Mm-hmm. It's what—what what will they say at my funeral? Yeah. What will my kids remember?
0: That one was uh really important to me, and and I tell that lots. I, I remember standing up at my dad's funeral, as like the new patriarch of the family, basically, and going. You know, I I had to turn around and face these people. And I remember standing up, turning around, you know, obviously, balling my eyes out, but trying to be the patriarch at the same time. And the chairs are full. It's standing room. And there's people outside the windows of the funeral home. And the hallway is also full. And I'm just like, wow. Like, I didn't even know. I like I knew, but I didn't like, wow, they're all here to pay their respects because this is the impact that my dad had. And then I, you know, and I immediately self-evaluated and was like, mine's not big enough. There's more like that was where the initial seed was planted. You know, I, 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 I think the next podcast is on legacy. Oh, legacy man, you that's that you're speaking my language for sure. I, I think right? it is
1: and, and 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 you you it's so important. I I've never seen a banker behind a hearst and I've never seen a U Haul following a Hearst either. Um yeah. And it's it's hard, right? Because we get fixated day to day, and I think we need people to pull us out of the swamp of life.
0: It's a great analogy
1: yeah that's heart, really good the heart of man is broken yeah the heart the and, and and the heart of man and woman is broken mm. we have we we are so intertwined and so connected through social media and all these things and cell phones and all this stuff where a, a conversation or human interaction isn't what it used to be so true we don't want to talk to a stranger on the street I I, I hate that I hate oh, it. Do well. I, we know you do. You love <laughs> random, 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 folks on the street. We know that, but you're yeah. you're, you're you're a rare breed, Natasha.
2: <laughs> what, I'm what gonna take that as a compliment.
1: It, it totally sure. totally was meant to be. Um, yeah. you. It's hard because you know the heart of man, I think, has decreased, and we're so apt to put stuff out on people or 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 spread rumors or talk about each other um and, and I don't I I just and I know this is going to sound like a feat to say this but I wish we could fix the heart of man. I wish
2: mm-hmm.
1: people would say sorry more. I wish people would apologize more. I wish people would accept you know heartfelt, you know I I I hate that it's there's so much hate and discontent in this world mm-hmm. where it eats people it eats people because they can't say i'm sorry it eats people because people can't accept that apology and i think you see a lot of lack of progression in people in in especially in business where it's like i've just been burned i've been burned too many times i'm done yeah and i think perseverance and resilience in that instance is so important and and i just you know to everything you've said i i wish that I wish there was a magic wand for this to, to reference our last podcast. Um,
2: Yeah. It was on Disney. Have a magical day. Uh, Listen, we're going down a rabbit hole and I love it, but our time's up folks. So we got to, we got to be continued to the next, the next podcast episode. So we'll do more on resilience. We'll do legacy. Uh, Desi, thank you so much for your time. This conversation was fabulous. Steve, Thank you for being uh, you and moderating today. Great job, love it. Uh, <laughs> and all of you listening, please check out more of our podcast. Um, you can do that on our website, tngdefense.com. You can find just the audio if you don't if you don't want to watch on uh, Spotify, iTunes, Podbean. We just appreciate your time. And as always, if you have any topics that you think would be great to be addressed, we'd love the feedback. So, Desi, thank you again for being here. Appreciate your time. Appreciate you, Steve. Thank you. Appreciate you too.
0: (laughs) Hey, these listeners, go take action on one tiny thing. That's all.